Hey guys, Partick here. Welcome back to the Baseball Dad Show. In this episode, we're going to talk about baseball, grades, opportunities, and playing in college. Now, this episode is inspired by two of my players, uh, Luke and Duran, who on consecutive days last week both informed me that they were selected to the honor roll with 4.0 and 4.25 GPAs, respectively. So I'm super proud of them. They were the inspiration behind this episode. They're great kids. They're great players. They're awesome to work with, and obviously, they're great students. Now, um, this is going to be an especially important podcast for you if you or your son have hopes of playing in college. And, and also, I would hope that the dads who are listening might use this as a tool. And maybe you'll listen to this with your son, uh, maybe on your way to a game or practice or tournament, if there's been some challenges academically. So when it comes to the recruiting process, I'm going to give you a couple things in this podcast. First, I'm going to give you some of the benchmarks that I think are important for grades. Uh, I'm going to tell you how to work with teachers. Um, I'm also going to um, give you kind of some ideas of where the scholarship dollars are shifting in, in baseball. And then what your GPA really signals to a college coach. So let's start off with some benchmarks. And I'll say this as blunt as I can. When it comes to the recruiting process, kids with good grades don't get jerked around. They just don't. Here's why. Above all, kids with good grades have opportunities. They obviously have um, you know, uh, uh, developed skills and are looking to, for educational opportunities to, uh, to further their career and advance their career. They don't have all their eggs in the baseball basket. And so players that have more opportunities, they don't get jerked around. They get treated a whole lot better than kids who don't have the adequate grades. It's just the way it is. Is that right or wrong? I don't know, but it's the way it is. Now, there's some benchmarks I think are really important. Well, first of all, let me tell you that what good grades signal to a college coach is, is quite a lot of things, right? So if you, if you have a, you know, decent, you know, good grades, solid grades, it signals to the college coach that you, know, you can handle your business. You, you, you obviously can handle some responsibility. You can, you know, you're responsible to, uh, you know, to getting your work done. You're, you are able to produce results. And a lot of times coaches will make the connection. If they can produce in the classroom, you know, then maybe they could produce on the field. It also shows, showcases to a coach that, you know, that, that you're coachable, right? That you can learn. You're, that you're, you, you have to be at least absorbing the information that you're getting from your teachers and your academics to be able to produce those grades. So now you're a coachable player. Because when a college coach is looking at you, he's looking at not who you are now. He's looking about who you're going to be when you show up on his campus. And good grades are a great signal that, hey, I'm not going to have to worry about this kid staying eligible. I'm not going to have to worry about this kid maybe causing trouble or getting into some, some bad stuff around campus. Kids with good grades generally are more responsible, more dependable. So that signals to a college coach that when you get on campus, you'll be an asset to his program and you won't be anything that he's going to have to worry about. Because the worst thing that shows up on a college coach's to-do list is something outside of baseball. So if they got to go talk to one of your teachers because you failed the class or you're ineligible or you're goofing around on campus, that's something that doesn't, that no college coach wants to deal with that. So it signals to a college coach exactly who you are as a player. Now, here are some benchmarks. A 3.3 grade point average will open up a good amount of doors for you. Will open up a good amount of doors for you. A 3.8 grade point average opens up a tremendous amount of doors. I mean, some doors that could blow you away. 
Now, that doesn't mean because you have those grades and you want to play baseball, it doesn't mean that that the school is going to be there for you. Number one is you're going to have to be good enough to play at that school. Period. End of story. And if you're good enough to play at that school, and let's say let's say there's a school that's a really solid academic school, you have a 3.3 grade point average, and usually it's like a 3.5 to get in. Well, if you're going to be an impact player in that program, that coach can go make a case for you to admissions. That, hey, we're going to widen the plate a little bit to take this player in because it's going to be an impact player for us. You're, you're, you're probably not going to get a coach to make a case for you if you're going to barely make the team. If you're going to be the, the last guy on the roster, um, you're probably not going to make a case for you. So if you have a 3.8 and you want to play baseball, that doesn't mean you're going to get into Stanford. Right? But if you've got... If you've got grades that a coach can go make a case for you, then that opens up some serious doors. Now, when it comes to a 3.3 grade point average, I will go to my grave believing that every single person that is listening to this is capable of getting a 3.3 grade point average. If you had a choice, let's say you were a pitcher and you were throwing 85 miles an hour and you had a choice, let's say you had a 2.8 grade point average. You had a choice to get a two point, move your 2.8 to a 3.0 or your 3.1 to a 3.3 or if you had a 3.6, move it to a 3.8 or add two miles an hour, go from 85 to 87. You will be infinitely better served by moving your GPA up to those break points, up to those, up to those benchmarks than you will by adding two miles per hour. Infinitely better served. And so I'll tell you why. I, I, this, this, this episode, we don't make these long episodes, so it's, it's really not uh, an episode that we could go into the changes that have come about in college baseball. But I'm sure if you're mildly you know, keeping track of, of college baseball, you know that um, there's been changes in the transfer portal. There's been changes to uh, the way recruiting is done. And baseball has a minimum, a minimal amount of scholarships. Baseball has 11.7 scholarships that they can divide amongst 26 players. They could divide it amongst 12 if they want. Um, but they can't divide it amongst 27 players. So baseball has limited funds. And that is per roster, not per year. That is per roster. right? So it's not 11 every year. Okay. So there are at least eight players on every baseball roster that don't have any scholarship money. And that would be if a school is really distributing their scholarship money evenly. Most baseball scholarships are rare. Um, and most you will see is 25 to 50%. If somebody telling, tell, somebody's telling you they've got a 75% or 100% scholarship, um, they're probably lumping in some academic money to that, and that's how they got that. But I can tell you, I've got friends who, in some of the biggest programs in the country, College World Series level, perennial top 20 teams, and they don't have anybody on full scholarship. If they, if they have kids on full scholarship, it's a combination, which kind of blends into why it's important to get good grades. Because a baseball, baseball scholarships are rare. Oh, by the way. Just because the NCAA allows a baseball team to have 11.7 scholarships does not mean that all schools have the funding for 11.7 scholarships. I know Division I coaches who do not have the funding for 11.7 scholarships. One of my friends has nine scholarships, Division I school. So how do they get players in school? Well, what they're gonna, the, the easiest way to get you money is through academic money. Academic money is, first of all, it's 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 abundant and it's far more stable so there is an infinite amount of academic money out there for qualified students especially qualified student athletes and if you've got good grades 
you are attractive to the coach because now he can go and put together a package to you, with, for you or he can direct you to places where you can apply for scholarships um, outside of the school to make up some different, uh, make up some of the expenses of like room and board. Um, some coaches do all that. Some coaches, you know, it's kind of like pieced together. But if you've got good grades, you're giving a coach something to work with. And now a, co- a coach that doesn't have any funding could have a large amount of his roster. I had one coach told me he had 80% of his roster had some kind of academic money. So he didn't get academic money for a, for a kid with a C average. He's recruiting players with good grades because he can get them academic money. Now, when it comes to, um, to those scholarship dollars, a baseball scholarship is a year-to-year agreement. There is no guarantee that you will have that scholarship in year two. So even if you had a great scholarship, let's say you got a half scholarship, that is not a four-year agreement. That is a one-year agreement. That coach can yank that scholarship at any time, and he doesn't have to give you a reason. You could appeal it, but I don't know, I don't know why you'd want to, um, but the coach could just say you're just not a good culture fit, or they feel like they're bringing a better player, and even on appeal, right, the coach would really have to have done something wrong for you to win that appeal. So understand that. But an academic scholarship is far more stable. Now, there's going to be standards that you're going to have to meet for an academic scholarship. But as long as you meet them, I mean, nothing in life is fully guaranteed. But it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So for a coach, he can give you academic money. And he can know that that money is going to be stable. Where baseball money, hey, college budgets change. College budgets change. And so he may not know how much baseball scholarship money he has available. So you'd be amazed at the number of Division I programs that do not have a full set of scholarships. You would be absolutely amazed. So when it comes to good grades, good grades create opportunities. Creates opportunities in baseball. Creates opportunities in life. And you can use grades and your baseball ability to put yourself into a position where you may get some great opportunities when it comes to scholarships. So if there's one bit of advice that I would give to, um, if you're listening to this with your son, is do anything and everything you can to improve your grades. So that may mean getting a tutor. That may mean going, if there's a tutoring club or a tutoring, um, I know a lot of schools have like, you know, before school tutoring or after school tutoring. Go get the tutoring. Go to the tutoring. Get the extra help. The other thing I would say is communicate with your teachers. In my experience, 99% of teachers are teachers for the right reason. In every industry, there's a few bad apples, but 99% are teachers for the right reason. They want to help kids, and they really want to help kids who, who want to do well, who are trying to do something. And so what, I, what I, I've seen this throughout my career. I've instructed my players to do it. I've seen this absolutely do miracles for kids. At the beginning of a semester or trimester or whatever that you do, go to your teacher and say, hey, my goal is to get an A in this class. Now, if you just failed it or you got a C, you know, adjust it, right? If you just got a C, hey, I want to bump my grade up to a B plus. I'm really committed this semester to get a B plus. What do you think I need to really focus on to get a B plus? What, what is keeping me from a B plus? You know, is there anything that I should read or watch or listen to that would help me prepare better, you know, so that I can achieve my goal? Now, you've got to do the work. Nothing's going to get handed to you. But if you approach a teacher like that, I have seen teachers that once they have a kid who has a goal and they see what the kid's doing, that's what they want. They want kids that are going to be proactive. 
And so for a teacher, for, for a teacher to see that, um, they'll work with kids. Now, if you do that and you're doing the work and the teacher says you're going to, you sees that you're going to tutoring and you might want to tell the teacher you're going to tutoring, you know, don't assume that they know. Now, all of a sudden you got a kid, hey, this kid is trying hard. He's here every day. He's handing in his assignments. He's doing his best. He's going to tutoring. He has a goal. That's a teacher's dream come true. I have seen kids with 79 averages get bumped up to an 80 and get that B. Changes their whole GPA. I've seen it happen. No one's going to hand you anything. You're going to have to do it. But I just believe with all my heart that everyone listening to this has the power to get a 3.3 GPA. If you, if you get extra help, put in your studying time, and communicate with your teachers. So grades are going to give you opportunities in every area of life. College, baseball, you name it. All right, guys. See you on the next episode. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads. And I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.